You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, Texas fans across the United States, especially here in the city of Houston. Of course, we love our local listeners. It is another episode of Locked On Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find this show on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone. Don't forget to check out you can argue that sports.com as well. I am John, some sports guy Hickman here today along with my co-host, not in the same studio, my brother, my man. Cody Davis, how you doing today? And happy Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, because the Houston Texans do not have a game on Sundays. We cannot give you crossover Wednesday, unfortunately, guys. Yeah, normally we would get together with uh, the opponents that we're going to play. And six times this year, we've won. Only three times we've lost. You know what? And it, it really should be seven if it wasn't for... The abysmal defense opening <laughs> night against the New Orleans Saints. But, hey, you look at the team against the Saints, the game against the Saints, rather, the team that they played, one of the best teams in the NFL. Those are games where the performance just outdid each other. That's all. So, um, in the meantime, what we want to talk about, of course, we're going to give you guys updates on the Houston Texans throughout the week. It's a very important week. For a lot of reasons, bye week, you win your game going into the bye week, become the top of the AFC South. So you're sitting heavy, sitting high right now. But more importantly, you're getting guys back. Guys are going to get healthy. Guys are going to get rest. Guys that need rest, Watson, Hopkins, Steels, who, you know, he was nursing an injury early in the season. He came back, has played phenomenal. Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, a running back that has injury history, you know, so happy to have those guys uh, on the team. And, of course, give them that time of rest. But, Cody, we've got to talk about some of the guys that are getting the rest that they need because they are on injury watch right now. I just want to get better. Yeah, most definitely. And the one guy that I'm I'm extremely happy that this bye week came at such an important time is Laramie Tunsil. Now, as you know, Laramie Tunsil did not play in our last game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know, everyone knows how extremely important he is for that Houston Texans offensive line. With this bye week, it's going to be extremely important for him to get healthy. It's going to be extremely important for him to get to catch his second win and to finish up the year strong as we head into the second half of this NFL season. The most important stretch of the NFL season, especially for the Houston Texans, who, you know, they're in the same division, a very tough division. The Jaguars, the Colts, and the Tennessee Titans all can make the playoffs, whether they win the division, if you're the Colts or the wild card spot. Jacksonville and Tennessee are right there in a wild card hunt. And Bill O'Brien also had his press conference today. Uh, He spoke about a few things. First and foremost, Bradley Roby, Lonnie Johnson Jr., and Tashawn Gibson injuries. Our defensive backs desperately need those guys back. Uh, He said the chances of being back next week after the bye 
They are trending in the right direction. You always want to hear good news like that. Bill O'Brien also spoke on Garyon Conley, played two games with the Texans, one against the Raiders, one against the Jacksonville Jaguars, had a big game against Jack- Jacksonville in his second week. He spoke on him about making the progress. He played good. I feel really good about Garyon. He's a smooth player and an, an instinctive player, so that's good. Uh, Bill O'Brien just spoke about a little bit more players going into the bye week. And, you know, I, I'm I'm glad Bill is taking the time out to speak about the players, whether they are on, in, on injury watch right now on the injury list. Uh, I'm not going to say IR, of course. Uh, banged up, working on nursing those injuries or coming back from injuries that have kept them out. He's also giving high praise to players like Brian Scarlett. Uh, I just mentioned Gary Young Conley. You know, Bill O'Brien has really, 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 and I and I say this with emphasis, done the best job I've seen him in his entire career as a head coach here in Houston. Yeah, most definitely. And um, I'm, I'm happy that you brought that along because, John, I know at the end of the day, most people who win win this type of award, they're they're sitting atop of their conference or atop of the league. But giving everything that Bill O'Brien has done this past season, you take a look at going into the season, the drama with Jadavion Clowney, you take a look at all of the um the the trades and the players that he got for this team. Um, you take a look at the Houston Texans, it's the bye week, they're sitting atop of their conference. I do believe and I know you might not agree with me, and I know a lot of the listeners might not agree with me, but I do believe that Bill O'Brien should be a candidate for Coach of the Year. You take a look at everything that has transpired heading into the season, throughout this season, take a look at what they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars and the fact that they did that with a weakened secondary. You know how beat up our secondary is. They 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 went in, they they went into London against Jacksonville and got a huge win. I know there were some times throughout the season he made a couple bonehead mistakes. I mean, at the end of the day, one, he's human. Two, he's Bill O'Brien. But at the end of the day, (laughs) this is a man who has really lifted this franchise up, especially in the the most crucial time when it seemed like there was no hope for this team. I do believe that Bill O'Brien should get some kind of recognition for Coach of the Year. Bill O'Brien right now is in a position to be nominated for Coach of the Year and Front Office of the Year. Now, the Houston Texans as a whole, we you mean know, executive? Executive, yes. They we know that they have, and that's why I said front office of the year, because we know that they have multiple guys technically playing that GM role, working together hand and foot, one-on-one time. Bill O'Brien is just a face. But ultimately, I, I, you know, Bill O'Brien makes the final call on a lot of these moves. So I think it's a direct link to one another. They go hand in hand with executive of the year and coach of the year because <laughs> he's making the moves that he has to go coach with. Am I right? And, oh, most definitely. And let's look at what Bill O'Brien has been able to do. The entire league, the Houston Texans right now are ranked five in rushing. What has happened? I mean, oh, Carlos Hyde. A last-minute trade for Carlos Hyde got him from Kansas City for Martinez Rankin, who we were going to release 
Oh, by the way, Duke Johnson, who made it known that he did not want to be in Cleveland anymore, by the way, I think he made a great decision, got him as well. And so those two guys are contributing contributing immensely to 142 yards on the ground per game. Not even just the rushing attack. Look at the passing attack. Well, look at the total offense period. Right now, Houston is ranked third in total offense at 397, just behind uh, the Baltimore Ravens. So everything that he's done, when you look at coach of the year, he's coached him up, right? He's coached him up. <laughs> in the last game alone, no Tashaun, no Groby, no JJ, you know, no Lonnie Johnson. He's missing guys. Oh, on the offensive end, no Tunsil. But what did he do? He went out and won that game. When guys were falling against Oakland, Watt went out against Oakland, um, Jonathan Joseph got banged up, and he was also getting worked a little bit. Went out one against Oakland. Goes out and wins these games. And Bill O'Brien, outside of Bill Belichick, since Bill O'Brien has been a Houston Texan head coach, we've seen the likes of, first and foremost, uh, Brock Osweiler, Hoyer, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallett, Tom Savage. And he's made the playoffs with these guys. So he is incredibly good at working with what he has to get the best out of it. And then flip side to the executive of the year. Now, granted, there are, you look at the 49ers and John Lynch and the the job that he's done with uh, constructing that amazing team. You look at the New England Patriots and what they've been able to do it. Throughout the league, there are a couple teams, but going into the season, the question for the 49ers were, it wasn't were they a good team. It was, okay, what what is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be able to do? Going into the season for the Houston Texans, all things considered, especially after game one where they allowed six sacks, Everything was up in the air for this team. But every move that Bill O'Brien had pulled off along with his front office staff, it has worked out to lead the Texans to 6-3. and three. You go out and you get Tunsil, you know, and everybody was caught up in our future, the draft picks, our future. Let me tell you something. The future is with Deshaun Watson. The Texans go as far as he takes them. And the best friend of an elite quarterback, who wants to be in your franchise or a franchise or in the NFL for years and years? Oh, it's protection. So you go get Tunsil, and on top of Tunsil, you bring in Kenny Stills, who has been tremendous in his role and in his playing time with or without Fuller. You also go get Carlos Hyde, you get Duke Johnson, you bring in Gary Young Conley, you save a bunch of money, not by switching over to different car insurances, but go ahead and trade in Jadavion Clowney to set you up for next year's free agency. We're going to have a lot of money in the cap room. You're not going to have to dedicate so much money to him, and you're going to be able to evaluate the talent that you had on your roster well. Willie Merciless, who has taken the, you know, he's been quiet the last couple weeks. Started the season off really hot, but he's still balling. DJ Reader, 
And so now you can bring these guys back at a at a price to where you can give them something, but not have to be so constrained because of the money that you were going to give to Jadavian Clowney. You take care of that. You still have money to play with. Everything he has done has helped this team succeed for right now and for the future. That's been the beauty of uh, of Bill O'Brien this year. Because next year in the first round, the Texas offensive line is terrible, right? Let's say if the trade for Tunsil does not go down, Cody, listeners at home, the offensive line is terrible. What are you going to do? You're going to go draft a lineman. And in the draft, everything is a hit and miss or potential. Well, with Tunsil, he's only allowed two sacks. And one of those sacks was in the first game with the Saints where he had just got there a week before. He's proven at times he's been called the best left tackle in the NFL this season. You take care of that. Oh, well, we well, what about another weapon? We can't trust Will Fuller. Kenny Steels is there. Running backs. Oh, we still got Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. One of those guys, if not both, will get re-signed. The cornerback position. Well, we have Lonnie Johnson Jr., who has made a lot of strides this year and has gotten better and better throughout the weeks that he has played. And if Garyon Conley continues to play like he's playing in a man defense, well, a little bit more man than he has been playing in Oakland. Well, don't you think that'll work out? Look what he did last week. Only allowed 26 yards, four completions of 12 targets, three pass breakups. Look what he's doing. So I think there's a legit question and thought there of coach of the year and executive year. Him, of course, being the face of the front office for the Houston Texans that have multiple guys working together. But LeBron has had a great year, and I think we need to give him his flowers while we can still smell them. And I also think we need to check out Blue Chew. Why? Who wouldn't want to? Who wouldn't want to perform better? Who wouldn't? Name me one guy that sits in bed and say, "I'll be mediocre tonight." Not me. Not me. Never do I ever want to be mediocre. You want to know why? Because I love sex, good sex. And guys, let's talk about sex. Remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try for free. Blue Chew is a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texas. I cannot wait to continue this talk about the hypothetical, who is going to win what this season and how it's going to happen and everything that's going to happen with this season, including the Houston Texas and awards. Can't wait to talk about it. Welcome back, everybody. I really hope you guys um, use Blue Chew. Why not? And when I say you guys, a lot of times you guys are like a universal, everybody that's participating. No, I literally mean you guys. Check out Blue Chew. Don't be ashamed to get your swerve on. A good swerve, too. You don't want no lazy swerve. She doesn't want a lazy swerve. I don't, I don't want to give her no lazy swerve. Um, 
You want to have a good time. I want to tell you guys about Kiki QT. Everybody, especially in the last two games, we have been in a place where, where is Kiki? Where is Kiki? He's healthy. He he wasn't even a healthy scratch. He's available to play, but he's not playing. What's going on? Well, Bill O'Brien spoke about that yesterday at his press conference. Um, he's working hard, Bill O'Brien said. A little bit of a bumpy road against Green Bay. Had a good talk with him. It's a very competitive position. He competes very hard, but got to be very detailed on the practice field. He can definitely help us. He's a great guy. Looks like detailed on the practice field derailed Kiki on the game field. Uh, I remember one play against the Kansas City Chiefs where it looked like Kiki ran the wrong route which caused a Deshaun Washington interception. Two receivers at the wrong, the right, the wrong place at the right time. Um, ran a different route. And it looks like he will be ready. You know, he's he's big on him. He wants him to be back on the field. He just has to get his, you know, attention to detail together, according to head coach Bill O'Brien. Cody, how do you feel about that? I know Kiki has been one of your boys for a long time. Um, it's good that Bill O'Brien brought up um that Bill O'Brien actually gave an update on Kiki. Um, but I mean, I I really didn't get that much out of what Bill O'Brien said. To me, it was just your typical Bill O'Brien answer, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, but, Bill O'Brien is great at dancing around questions. Yeah, and, and but but it it's kind of hard to say because. But at the end of the day, we just talked about Bill O'Brien winning coach of the year. So maybe he sees something that proves why Kiki is not ready to step out on that field, because this is this isn't the Miami Dolphins. This isn't the New York Jets where you can just go out there and build up your resume and hope to, you know, go to another team. No, this is the Houston Texans and the Texans have their eyes set on their grand prize. So. All I know is Bill O'Brien is the head coach. We just talked about how damn good of a job he has been doing all season long. And maybe he sees something that we don't, that's, that is that is showing and that is proven why he's not on the field. Texans also worked out defensive ends uh, yesterday, including Aid Aruna and Nate Orchard. Uh, not signing anyone at this time, though. Perhaps maybe next week, according to uh, Texas Insider. Uh, Sunday was an amazing day for MVP candidates, was it not? Russell Wilson goes out and has a day, five touchdowns. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens knock out the undefeated New England Patriots. Lamar Jackson has three total touchdowns. And then Deshaun Watson with a lot of odds against him. And I was a guy that picked the Jaguars to win that game. He goes out and he has a game. And then Christian McCaffrey. He's still running wild. And it brings me to my point. This has been a fun year for a lot of reasons. First and foremost, can we just really give the running back some love? <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Breda when he's on the field this year, Carlos Hyde who had a monster game. Uh, just throughout the entire NFL, Saquon Barkley, well, he had a bad game Monday night. Uh, when he has been on the field and healthy for the most part, he's been a little bit more effective. Uh, Latavius Murray is having a great time while Alvin Kamara has been out. He's running the ball good. It's been a great year for running backs, am I right? 
Yeah, it's been a great year for running backs, but at the end of the day, you just brought it up. MVP race. You know what position is always, if not 100%, will have their name in the MVP ballot more than anything, and that's the quarterbacks. Now, you just named the three top candidates heading into the second half of the season. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. The MVP race is going to come down between one of those three guys. I believe so. And I well, let me say this. I do believe that, and by the way, Leonard Fournette's also having himself a year at 831 rushing yards. I believe Christian McCaffrey can make a case with what he's projected to do in Carolina. If they make the playoffs, that is a strong statement. Also, Michael Thomas with no Drew Brees playing with Teddy Bridgewater, who is a good quarterback, by the way. Teddy is no scrub. Uh, he's projected to have crazy numbers this year. And with Drew Brees coming back, there's no telling what else he can do. But you're right, Russ, Watson, Jackson. Yeah, and wait, before I go into those three quarterbacks, um, I, I have to give a shout-out to Christian McCaffrey. This guy, I believe at the end of the year, if he can keep this up, I do believe he's going to have – if he don't win MVP, he's going to end the year as the best running back in the game. And I only say that due to the fact that you take a look at what Carolina Panthers lost. You heard the news on yesterday that Cam Newton has out. Most of their success, if they, a good portion of, the, of their success has came due to the play of Christian McCaffrey. We have to give him some kind of love. I do believe that at the end of the season, if he can keep this up, he will be the best running back in the game. Now, you take a look at the other three guys that I just named for MVP. This, this, this is a tough choice. You see the resurgence that Lamar Miller has brought to the Baltimore Ravens. You see Russell Wilson. And to me, what Russell Wilson is doing, I'm not that surprised because this is a guy who has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a pretty long time now. And to finally see that he's finally getting that recognition, I, I'm I'm happy for him. But at the end of the day, the stuff that Russell Wilson is doing, um, it, especially the game that he had on Sunday when he threw the five touchdowns in that overtime win, I'm not surprised because it's Russell Wilson. I, I don't know how other people feel, but he, he has always been at least top 10 in my eyes. Then you take a look at a guy named Deshaun Watson who's playing off a of 6'10 and Kirby. The man threw a touchdown with one eye closed. The man is being called the Michael Jordan of football. And not only that, John, he remade the iconic Jumpman logo. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Oh, and you know what? By the way, it was in the same stadium in the national championship game on the same guy. <laughs> The same I, I, hurdle, the same everything. Crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to say, but if you can throw a touchdown, why, why thank you, why, why feeling that your eyeball has fallen out of his socket, and if you can recreate the Jumpman logo in the debate, <laughs> you deserve MVP. But. In all honesty, man, it, it it's going to be a tough choice. I mean, Wilson, Jackson, Watson, 
it, it's a fun debate. I, I cannot remember the last time the NFL had this much of a real fun MVP race. Do you? Uh, it's, it's been a, a couple years. And you know what? I, I'm not ashamed to say this. I'm not going to be biased because I do this show or because I'm from Houston. There is actually no doubt in my mind that, like, if the season stopped right now, Russell Wilson should win this award pretty heavily. I don't know about and pretty heavily, it, John. Because Sunday like I was say, a day for everybody to prove who is and who is not the MVP. Like, look at Russell's game that he had. Look at Deshaun games that he had, and then look at Lamar Jackson game. Like, Lamar goes up against the Patriots. Boom, odds are against him. Deshaun goes into Wembley Stadium for the first time, and he's went out so many, so many players. And then boom. And then Russell Wilson, well, he he's just going out there and continuously balling. He's at 24 total touchdowns and one interception. Treat yourself to a meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with the DoorDash app. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you use the DoorDash app and enter promo code locked on to get started. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Texans today. As always, find me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's. And I can't do the show without my boy, Cody Davis. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Cody, C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Word from the wise when you have the giggles, just let them out. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.